0: Super and Super Bowl, Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called, what is it called?
1: Super Bowl Saturday. Super brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners, and Ric Flair day in and day out, every day of his life, just keeps winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! <laughs> New York City Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what
2: hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much.
0: Make it. Make a, make, make it. I do, do it. <laughs> I hate dogs. Hit the dog. Yeah! We, we
1: love you, Scott. Scott ah! Today, woo, I've got to stop and
2: like never before you guys talk about being students of the game i am the game jr Shit doesn't make you jump up. God damn. Jesus Christ. What is going on, everybody? It's Friday. Yes, thank God. Yeah it is Friday. I am Boxman. This is dirty Dudes. What is going on, everybody? Hope you're having a good Friday, ready for the weekend, ready for Mother's Day. Smark. Did you get your mother something?
0: And wish me a happy Mother's Day. I had a to Fuck you, ready?
2: <laughs> well, I just don't bring up Father's Day with you, so I'm gonna ask about your mother. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah,
0: I, I gotta buy you a tie. Huh?
2: Hang yourself.
0: Um, <laughs> there you go. There you go.
2: <laughs> but anyway, it is Mother's Day coming up Sunday.
0: It is true, it is true. Yeah, we're gonna have a little bit of a small family gathering, my parents, grandparents, that kind of thing.
2: You got Hi. anything planned? Yeah, actually, I'm going to see my my mom. Got uh, my sister coming down. <laughs> Excuse me, my, my nephew's coming down. Um, so I'll run out to East Texas, about an hour and a half away, and uh, and see the the fam. So it'll be nice, be nice. It's uh, kids want to swim. Parents got the pool ready to go. So uh, we should be good to go there. Let me lower this just a little bit. And Mixler, there we go. That'll help out a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm good. So uh, shout out to all the mothers out there for Mother's Day. And uh, don't neglect your mom, guys. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. But uh, yeah, once again, we, uh, as usual, got a good deal. To- <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know what's wrong with me lately. Um, got a good deal to get into tonight and, um, we will be starting out with news tonight. Um, SmackDown was, uh, not that it was bad, but I think it's best we start out with news tonight. Um, (laughs) I think we actually (laughs) think maybe we should reserve Fridays for starting out with news, actually, to be honest with you, since we only got one, since we only got one show to go through it just kind of makes sense to start with news and then I'd rather rush through SmackDown than rush through news. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we'll reserve Fridays might start doing that on Wednesdays. Never know what's going on. (laughs) Who knows? So, um, but anyway, on that note, I think we're going to knock out plugs real quick and, uh, right after that we will start talking some wrestling but uh before the Ace, uh smart we um we i learned something that has nothing to I mean it's got a little to do with wrestling like on a, on on the back end but i messaged you yesterday you did yes about uh Morris Day, Morris Day in the Time, Jungle Love from the uh from the movie uh Purple Rain. They were in the Purple Rain. They were also in Jay and <laughs> Jane Silent Bob's um Strikes Back. Thank you, sir. Morris Day, the lead singer of that, is Snoop's uncle?
0: Apparently Why? so. You learn something new every day, huh?
2: Definitely. And then, I mean, he even put out a post today saying, you know, about his, you know, Snoop's mom. I guess she's really not doing well right now. He said, you know, keep my nephew in your prayers. I, uh, I got to admit, I, I, I did not know that. I mean, I see we got Bobby in the chat here. I don't know if Bobby knew that even, but, um, Mortis Day put it out himself yesterday in a, in a little yeah, you know, I took a screenshot of it and sent it over to Smart there, but uh he put it out himself. I did not know that they were related at all. But uh kind of kinda blew my mind a little bit, Smart. Yeah.
0: I feel like Bobby does know this. I feel like Bobby's like a much cooler version of Mike Tanay, but when it comes to rap instead of Raspberry
2: Yeah, I'm sure Bobby's like, You fuckers didn't know that shit. Jesus Christ. You learned that day one. Oh, come on, man. We knew that. I didn't know that. I am from, I've been in Southern States a lot of my life. So what can I say? Uh, but um, <laughs> I did want to, I don't know why. Like I said, it's it's got that little ear of uh, wrestling relation to it. So I thought I would bring it up. It was just a whew, mind blown to me. That's, that's, that's what that was. So, all right. I guess from there, let's go ahead and get into plugs. All right. Let's do this. Let me get the music going behind us here real quick. Smart. And, of course, we always jump right into the high marks. That's right. It's the Cheese Man. It's the Mojo. It's the G-Wiz. Oh, it's the high marks. You guys want to check them out? Where... Mixer.com slash metal mitt network. That's right. I didn't stammer. I didn't stutter. Ah, uh, there's two T's in mit metal mid network. Mixer.com slash metal mid network. 8 30 p.m. Eastern Time. Sunday nights. And of course you got Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades, the Inhumans Rocking it over there on the Inhuman Experience. You guys wanna go ahead and subscribe to that because once again when they come back you are going to want to be subscribed and once again man you got the the pentagon is basically saying yeah we're starting to worry a little more about uh ufos so uh hmm hmm a lot of things might be going on to check out the inhumans on the inhuman experience all the usual podcast platforms and the Everything Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Eric, Doug, Daniel, great guys over there. Once again, they let me host their uh, Settle It in the Ring. I had a great time. I'm, I was honored to be able to do it. And they can be found on all usual podcast platforms. And Blog Talk Radio. And Stephen Milan, you, sir, we thank you. Sharing the show. letterbox B-O-X-D.com, slash Stephen Milan. Double the L's in Milan when you type it. Definitely go over there. He's reviewing movies. Check him out. Show him some love. He could use it. Uh, and, of course, you guys can always find us. Spreaker, uh, Facebook. You know where? dirty dudes. Stitcher, iHeart, Anchor, YouTube, iHeart, uh, Radio, Player, FM, TuneIn. Go ahead, Spark. I'm losing my... I'm rambling. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <come, yes. laughs> We're going to be the first podcast on ham radio.
0: We're looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, anywho, Monday's 830 in the Middleman Podcast Network. Be sure to check out Cheese on Sports with Cheese Man, Cheese Master, as well as G-Wiz, Luke, Birch, and Dirk if he's not busy doing a podcast with Samuel, Judas. Anyways, Sundays, 1030 a.m., you want to visit our friends at the Motor City Machine Guns with Mojo and Dirk. It's also on the Metal Mid Podcast Network. And last but never least, you want to check out our friends at Planet oh, Minute, Back on Tour. It's the Planet Over Back on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, Papa Dave, Sierra and Yuck Nasty. Like you said, Box, Mother's Day is coming up, and there's nothing that your mother would enjoy more than the tantalizing tones of one Bobby Anthem. You can give her not one, but 16 different Bobby Anthem experiences by subscribing and downloading and listening to all of season one and being ready for season two. That's what you do when you subscribe, so do it.
2: There you go. If you bring Bobby Anthem to your mother, bring a towel. Um... Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's, well, it's like a fucking Gallagher concert. <laughs> like you, just gotta, you gotta throw on the fucking tarps. <laughs>
2: People down there in the front with raincoats and ponchos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit! All right, let's drop this music. God um, <laughs> I mean, if we—that was a 21-minute song. If we—if uh, we rolled through that, that would have been a. That would have been the longest fucking plugs we've ever done. All right. That would be actually pretty great if it was one episode that isn't strictly
0: dedicated to plugs. It was two (laughs) hours of plugs. And it's like, all right, well, that was plugs. we got to go. So let's do some more plugs to wrap things up. All right, here we go. Uh, Yeah,
2: I'm not sure that would get over. But um, (laughs) who knows? yeah yeah you never know you never know you never know but uh all right i guess we can like i said we are going to get into some news first and you know the one of the reasons i wanted to do this is i didn't want to get to smackdown and then jump into AEW because there's a boy is there some controversy coming out of blood and guts
0: I, I, I'm glad you you mentioned that because I wanted to get in touch with you earlier and say that we should talk about that a little bit. Because yeah. I've seen that there's been a lot of people talking about it.
2: Yeah, I definitely want to get into... I mean, there's more than one controversy. There's um a, a lot. Of, first of all, uh, Darby did say his shoulder is fucked, but he's okay. Um, it looked like he was working a little gimmick there. I think he actually is just fine after that fall. My God, I, can't believe he fucking did that, but... uh um, well, more so than anything,
0: you said that if he had until Wednesday to get it back together, then that's what he was going to have to do.
2: So basically
0: one of those, ah, oh, I fucking, it hurts, but I got to be at work tomorrow.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, come on, we, we've all been there, man. But um, the other one, and the main kind of... Uh, what do I say here? The main complaint of Wednesday night, the AEW blood and guts was what they did is now this was advertised, everyone's saying, and there is proof of it. Like it was a one match show. All right. So you were getting one match. The first hour of dynamite was shown on a screen. Kind of like when raw did raw 1000. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Just to just to bring a comparison out there. I uh, remember that, that was from what was it, Barclay Center, and they were also at um, where were they? You know, I don't remember, but
0: I, I think I do remember this show. This was where they had like the towards the end it was like Elias came out and like everybody from DX basically just beat him up. Because that
2: was what he got for being over. Yeah, yeah. So they were at Barclays Center for one half of the show. They were at a different location for another. That half got to watch the screen. Now, once again, once again, this show was advertised as a one match show, which that one match was f- fucking amazing. I went back, I watched it without my TV locking up every fucking 10 seconds. Wow was that a great match? I missed a lot. And I apologize that we didn't get to dig into that match. Like we should have on Wednesday, but like I said, people were bitching and complaining and moaning and pissing. So it seems like Tony Khan saw the social media bitching and went out and said, listen, y'all got 45 minutes. Come on out. If you want a refund, I'll give it to you. Okay. So. I. Now, first of all, Mark, do you, do you agree with what Tony did there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like you don't feel like he had to do it, but sort of a sign of good faith of like, all right, if you feel like we didn't deliver, you can give you your money back. But I mean. You know, we're not going to make a habit of this shit, so don't expect to just keep coming and be like, "Oh, this sucks." Like it is what it is. It's like any other. Well, not maybe not any other business, but you know, you go to a restaurant, you don't like your meal, you get something else, or you get it comped, and then try them again. If it doesn't work out, you know, maybe it's on you.
2: All right, now I'm going to add a little more context here. When the, uh, according to Dave Meltzer and even more reports after you know a couple of days, because this this was yesterday. Um, when the show started, Tony Khan came out. He came before the audience that was in the arena and said, listen, uh, okay, hear it. Okay, this is the situation. The first half of this show is taped. We're going to be playing it on the screens. However, your crowd noise is going to be the, the, the crowd noise in the match. So cheer and boo like you would. So basically, obviously, you see what they did there. They did show the match on the screen, and they just took the crowd noise as it went. So, technically the crowd was still involved. Not bad. I, it's actually a step above what Raw 1000 did. You still have the crowd there. So, um, Meltzer, this is from Meltzer, obviously. He added that Khan said to the crowd, if for some reason you didn't hear this and you're unhappy, you can get a refund. Again, he put that out there. Mm. He advertised it like that and they did give five 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 refunds. Five. Mm. Five whiny little AEW bitches got refunds. Don't it. I hope you fucking five go have a little circle jerk and fucking jerk off with your $50 fucking tickets.
0: I mean, to be fair, I guess it, if you pay full, you know, you pay full price for those tickets, and you don't know that the first hour is going to be pre-recorded, or you're going to watch a screen for the first hour, I'd be a little bit upset about that too. To be fair, but it was advertised as such like to what? the local market because I, had, I yeah. if it was advertised, yeah, okay, then yeah, if you already know. Or if they're putting it out there and you just don't do your research,
2: that's kind of on you. No, like where you buy tickets and on their website. It was advertised as such. Oh, yeah. Then so
0: it's 110% on them for not, I, it,
2: you know. I I almost wish Tony would have just came out, said that, and said it was advertised as such. And if you didn't see it, go fuck yourself. I I know that's not the progressive thing to do, uh, the right thing to do. But um Sometimes you just got to you just got to take the fucking hit, man. You know? So,
0: yeah, but I I mean he's obviously very image conscious and he's trying to act in good faith and be the sort of anti events of hey we listen to our fans and we care about your experience and we're going to try to do right by you if you feel like you've been wronged by us even outside of like i do agree with you in the stance of just like you you were saying that was advertised as such so if they didn't bother taking any time to read and they just click buy now on tickets or whatever the fuck then they got what they had coming to them for not being a little bit more uh, you know
2: dutiful in their responses yeah. You're right, and and again, one tweet was going around with one kid, like, I paid this much to fly here, and this much to be here, and my ticket's only 50 bucks, that's not gonna cover my flight and shit. <laughs> oh my god, change your fucking tampon, you cunt. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean... It- I'm sorry. It's yeah,
0: <laughs> pretty ridiculous, too. Because, like, I brought, you know, to bring back the whole restaurant analogy, no, the manager of a restaurant's not going to fucking reimburse you for the gas money it took you to get to the restaurant if you have a bad experience at the restaurant. Like, get the fuck out of here.
2: Yeah, and and it, it, it's not even like that. It's, like, literally, like, if you went to the restaurant and everything was amazing right? Amazing. The meal was amazing. And you get to the dessert and it's just okay. It's not great, but it's okay. And you want a fucking refund for the whole meal. Come on, man. Y'all, it, it, the, the last hour of that show was basically dedicated to that whole fucking match. It was an incredible fucking match. I mean, my God. And Speaking of that match being great, the second controversy of the nights, Mark. I'm actually glad, real quick, that you've kind of furthered
0: this restaurant analogy uh-huh. because you were saying you know if the the main meal is great, you can't really be. Begging for a refund if the dessert isn't good. I now realize what this Cody Rhodes Q T Marshall match is. It's like when you go to a restaurant, and you order a soda and they don't have the fucking carbonation right. The syrup's a little bit low, so they give you like a, a Sprite and it just tastes very bitter, or like a flat Dr Pepper. Mm. Like that's exact. You you have found the perfect analogy for how I felt about the Cody Rhodes Q T Marshall match.
2: Ah, uh, you know what? I'll go deeper. The Cody Rhodes Q T Marshall match is actually when you go to McDonald's. And the machine is broken completely and you can't get shit. And, and, and you walk out going, you know what? I didn't really fucking want that anyway. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this is making me hungry. Um, kind of, yeah. Now, the second little bitch of the night, like I said, with uh, we were talking about the last little blood and guts match there, which was a really fucking great match. Uh, mm-hmm. Botches and all was a good match. And people are complaining, Smart, that Chris Jericho is not hospitalized because he fell into a soft area instead of falling through actual diamond plating, and possibly crippling himself. My God, how dare he want to keep wrestling and live and not be paralyzed? I can't understand what's wrong with him. Smark, can you give me an answer here?
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So after you... (laughs) I feel like you're holding up a bit of a mirror right now, which makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing here's the thing because I, I, was, I was hearing people say, yeah, I was hearing the same things you were hearing, seeing some of the same things you were seeing, and that people were taking on bridge with it, that it didn't look very impactful. And I was seeing a lot, of this sort of response to that, the counter response to that, as you mentioned, is like, all right, well, do you want him to really fucking go out there and hurt himself? The thing about that is, though, if you're making that argument, you're sort of agreeing with the person that says that, you know, it wasn't a very impactful thing. It looked very, you know, it looked kind of tame and kind of hokey, but it was safe. So if you know that it looks, if you know that it's safe, I know that it's safe, then that kind of takes away the dramatic Part of the moment of it actually happening, in my opinion. Like, it's, you know, it's one thing we all know that they're not like really trying to hurt each other for real, but you can go along with, you know, somebody hitting an RKO or a fucking sweet sound music or whatever in the flow of the match, the context of the match. But if you're setting up for this big thing of like, you know, MJF is threatening to throw Jericho out the cage unless, you know, Jericho's team surrenders and you finally get to surrender and he does it anyway. You know, you're waiting, you're building anticipation up, you know it's going to happen, but you just want to see what it looks like. And then you finally get there. It is not quite what you had hoped for. It does kind of take a little bit of some steam away from the moment. Not unlike how where we were a couple of months ago, we were talking about that, you know, exploding barbed wire k or that cage but exploding barbed wire rope match, right. where we both agreed that it was a really good match, but it sort of ended in a way that was, in this case, in that case, very anticlimactic. But with the Jericho thing, it was just more of. it it didn't have quite the impact that I think that they had hoped for. It wasn't a total dud. It didn't look totally like shit, but it was just like everybody knew that Jericho was fine. So that makes it a little less impactful.
2: Yeah. And you know, this kind of goes back to the, 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 the restaurant analogy where the meal is good and then the dessert comes and, you know, this could be the dessert. And it was, again, it wasn't awful. You know, he didn't fall into a, a a, a fucking pillow or anything, a mattress or anything. But no, it didn't look good. But after that whole match, the only thing, I mean, there was, again, man, there was, people were bleeding. There was this, there was that. And the only thing we're concentrating on is the fact that Jericho didn't hurt himself bad enough. Right, yeah, I get that part of the argument, because, I mean,
0: those people really did take some serious bumps. Those people really did put their bodies out there. If you want proof of that, I posted here in the Mixler chat of Sammy Guevara posting what his body looked like after the match, and he just fucking basically purple everywhere.
1: Yeah, it's and You, know, if you don't and get his... a
0: chance to look at that, but yeah. he got injured fucking, you know, if you look at Dax Harwood, or whatever his name is, he fucking was bleeding all over the place. MJF was bleeding all over the place. There were people that were seriously putting themselves online for that. And it, it was a really good match. So it, it's a minor thing, I think. It's not huge. It was more, in my opinion, it was more symbolic than anything. Because you had MJF talking about how he was going to take Jericho's spot, and you literally had him throwing him essentially off of the mountain.
2: Yeah. Uh,. Uh, Sasha, I'm sorry your feed cut out there. I don't know what happened, but uh we're recording. So uh um and yes, we are mm-hmm. talking about AEW. But and and yeah, I, I agree with you. It I think it's a minor thing. I know like a lot of people again, it's been very con even you know, the, the the article I put up here to remind us to talk about it is Shotzi Blackheart put up a video of um of her making fun of it falling on a bed. And uh, well, it wasn't her actually. It was um, who was it falling on the bed? It was one of the other girls falling comfortably on a bed and stuff like that. It was like you know. I don't know if it's the same
0: one, but I saw one uh, from Shayna Baszler that was making fun of
2: Yeah, I mean, look, the guy's first of all. First of all, this is a fifty-year-old man. Let's <laughs> let's let's start right there. <laughs> oh, full stop.
0: <laughs> full stop he was 20 feet in the air and he did fall off of something onto something else i wouldn't have done <laughs> period just to get that out there it's like yeah, I, no, I wouldn't have gotten up on the top of the fucking cage in the first place
2: and let's face it i know there's a lot of people that are like fuck yeah i would take that bump but i know there's a lot of people out there that also going i wouldn't do what he did either i i see both sides of it was it all was it was it awful i personally don't think so i guess if you really think it was But again, I don't think we should be concentrating on one part of the match. I think the rest of the match made up for this one little spot. This two-minute spot here out of, again, they dedicated the last hour to this match. So, you know, let's, uh, I don't know. I just don't think it's as, as big of a deal. As everyone thinks it is, yes, he fell into some. They looked like cardboard. There might have been a mattress under, or a a airbag or something underneath there. But, Mm -hmm. okay, whatever. I mean, this is nothing we haven't seen in WWE, where they've fallen on cardboard boxes, where they've fallen on you know, literally like almost literally pillows underneath mattresses. They've fallen on that shit. It's. Nothing we haven't seen. And we've, I'm sure we've complained about it. And yeah, like I said, it didn't look great. But I think we need to take the good with the with the bad here. Now I know... So that
0: quote that I was looking for, by the way,
2: ah.
1: was
0: uh, from Shane was um, we don't actually want a village to be burned down by a dragon in Game of Thrones. If they did that, that would be really bad. But if the special effects would have been garbage, it would have sucked also, and everyone would have said so.
2: Okay, Game of Thrones is a television show that's produced, taped, and can have CGI in it. This is a Mm -hmm. live television show. I'm sorry. There's There's a difference right there, in my opinion. Oh, yes.
0: It's sort of an it's an odd comparison, but there
2: you go. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you're talking about a taped TV show against you know, a live television show. And the wife came in with the last of the shots tonight, and I need to give my son a hug real quick. So think of something to just add to this somehow. To add to this somehow? Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the grand scheme of
0: things, is I think to go back to what we were talking about, or what I had mentioned with the barbed wires, rope match. I I feel like the end of this match was way less of a detriment to the overall quality of the match than the barbed wire rope match. Because with the Jericho fall thing, it was like, okay, yeah, it was a little bit... It it was a little bit lame, but... At the same time you have an hour's worth of good wrestling to fall back on from that.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: and I don't think I don't think at the end of the day we're really going to be spending a lot of time thinking or remembering the particular that particular fall. I think we're going to remember what led up to it and what designates after the fact of like, you know, what this ends up creating afterwards the sort of storylines and feuds and whatnot that emanate from this. Not so much the actual, you know, spot itself.
2: Yeah, I just think the more people bitch about this, the more it does take away from the actual like brutality of the match. Sure. Well,
0: yeah, because that's the only thing people are talking about. So if you don't see it, and you know perfectly well that there are plenty of people who don't actually read things or watch things, and they just go based on the one or two sentences they'll see on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. So if they see somebody going, oh, the end of that match was lame, they'll think the whole match is lame. And then suddenly it'll end up being remembered that the whole match itself was this giant dud, which it wasn't.
2: Yeah, where they don't watch and see one fucking clip, and they're like, "Oh, you see that bullshit by Jericho? Yeah, the fifty-year-old guy who fell twenty feet and didn't want to be in a wheelchair the rest of his life. Yeah, what a selfish prick." (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm sorry, man. That's just that's just that's me throwing it out there, man. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I like it. Yep, some
0: feistiness.
2: Get what I'm putting down, man. I do, I do There you go, there you go So, and, and I mean we, we still have a little more AEW stuff to get into here um, Blood and Guts, by the way We had uh, We had talked about ratings, Mark Me and you We uh, mm-hmm. We both agreed they were either gonna You know, kinda Tickle that million mark Or go just over that million mark Yes. Uh, we pretty much were right. 1.09 million, so 1,900,000 or 90,000 mm-hmm. um, was the number. Well, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 please. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, and I think you were probably
0: uh, ramping up towards that, but it was it's sort of interesting because they have obviously done better numbers even within the last month or so of, you know, the 1.1, 1.2. However, there's an interesting distinction about this week's numbers is for the first time ever in their
2: entire run as a show, they were number one on cable. Yes, they were. Especially, now, this is kind of key. I hate to tell you, but this is the demo WWE is aiming at more than anything. And their demo is one, one level above this. The eighteen to forty nine demo is; they were number one. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are concentrating on that enough. That's that. That's really where WWE wants to be, and younger. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if you look at their stats, their own stats from their own from a, literally, if you go to their corporate website and look at the stats from their own studies. Their main viewership, their highest viewership, comes from 50 and above. Mm. Again, this is their own studies. Right. So, I, I, this actually is, a, like I said, being number one in that demo is pretty is a pretty fucking good win for them man. And again, yeah, absolutely. And again, when you got NXT unopposed doing sevens and you're doing million um, you know, rounding off obviously. A million. You should feel pretty good especially when you're up 18% from the week before which was uh 889,000. So you know, and even right. if they stick to that 889, you know, 900, and then get that million here and there, I still think that they're in the win column.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, it's important to point out that, you know, they reached a younger demographic. That was a good thing for them. And just the fact that they beat out everything else that was on cable, cable being important there, but, you yep. know, still. It managed to triumph over guys' grocery games and love and hip-hop Atlanta and all these other shows that we love reading that (laughs) do better numbers in wrestling nowadays.
2: So kudos to them. Absolutely. And again, I mean, you know, USA is cable. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Fox isn't. Fox is considered a... a, a, Is Fox cable or is it a network network? It's a
0: network. Uh, I think the definition is essentially anything that you can get without a cable box or, you know, digital television nowadays.
1: Okay. So this
0: sort of standard NBC, ABC, that sort of thing, anything that would be accessible within the range of antenna television nowadays.
2: Ah, uh, yes. Yes, antenna. I don't even know. If, do they work anymore?
0: They do. Yeah, you have to have an adapter.
2: Ew. But they do. Yeah, an adapter. I get you. I, yeah, okay.
0: Well... Because nowadays you have, like, you, a lot of the modern televisions, they'll still let you uh, search for live television, as they call it now. Because mm. now everything's a smart television, so it's all streaming and whatnot. But they call it live television. And if you have some sort of an antenna and adapter, that kind of thing, it'll let you still pick up the
2: local channels. Ah, there you go. There you go. But um, so... Again, and you're right, cable is a a, a big word there. But still, the demographic, I think, is is one that WWE, excuse me, WWE is, I just had a mineral, sparkling mineral water. Um, (laughs) Topo Chico. Uh, WWE is looking for that demographic, and AEW is hitting it, constantly hitting it. And, uh, my, that should worry them a little more now. And again, this, the stats I gave for, for raw and SmackDown, they weren't for NXT. I be, be definitely, definitely wonder what the, uh, demo for NXT is mainly should go to the corporate website and see if they have it, but I'm not going to do that. Um, anyway, If, uh, you know, we can make fun of Jericho's little bullshit, you know, fall and this and that. But uh, their ratings show that uh, that show delivered either way. Mm -hmm. So that's about uh, that's not all the AEW news we have, but um, that's kind of the. The crux of all the complaints about AEW that we just got into right there. Now, smart AEW is a a growing company. That's right, and they have grown again. They have launched. Now we know they had merch, right? Mm-hmm. They have now launched global merchandise with multiple worldwide distribution warehouses. Um, this is actually pretty good. They've gone from just selling to, you know, one little area to, I mean, 224 countries now can order from the website. And that's that's pretty big, man. Mm-hmm. That really is. They're adding and and they're they're adding warehouses in Toronto, uh, obviously Canada, Tijuana, Barcelona, Spain. Uh, Riga, Lativa, um, I'm a I'm a Kusa. Where the fuck is I'm a Kusa? Where the fuck is that? Japan, Victoria, Brisbane, Australia. They're adding shit everywhere, man. So they're gonna have just warehouses dishing out shit everywhere. Again, man. This company is. You know, you sit there and you look at a an Impact TNA whatever you want to call them. And they've been, you know, they've had all these ups, these downs, they've struggled, they've done this, they've done that. Then you look at a company like this and you got to, you really got to give them some credit for putting their product out there and the ratings they're doing, getting a television deal and getting themselves global with merch. <laughs> Boy, TNA is really getting a lot out of this deal, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Oh, yes. don't worry. I got so we got one little quick thing on that too before we're done with AEW. But go, yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, really, the, the, this is a big thing. And again, uh, their chief marketing and merchandising officer is uh, Dana Massey. That, that 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 last name sounds familiar. Hmm. Yes. Ah, the Young Bucks guys.
0: And so now every everybody from all over the world can finally get the their chance to get their hands on that Young Bucks book with the world famous cover of them looking like they're staring at each other's dicks.
2: There we go. You can get that now all over the country. And um, but again, I think this is another uh, this is another big step for them, man. And so- it, go ahead, please. Uh,
0: To answer your question, Amakusa is apparently in Japan. Mm. Went ahead and did some research here. Apparently, apparently, this is according to the uh, foremost authority on everything Wikipedia. Amakusa, which means heaven's grass, is a series of islands off the west coast. Not going to try that word. The southernmost of the four main islands of Japan.
2: Ah, so you right-clicked it and hit uh, search Google for Amakusa. Good job. Thank you, Smart. Um,
0: I tried to spell it based on how it sounded and I got I was wrong several times so I went back to the article that you sent me.
2: So. Yeah, you can always just you know highlight it, hit the old right click, search Google for um, but that, that again,
0: efficiency isn't my brand.
2: All right, I'm just just throwing it out there giving you a little, uh, little a little life hacks mark.
0: <laughs> and teaching me how to work the old guitar old c guitar v there you thank go. you sir how do you like
2: that how do you like that but um and, and, you know an- I guess there's one more sort of complaint before we get to this dead spin article which I cannot wait to read the headline of uh <laughs> I did keep that article up there spark because that 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 headline is worth talking about um, mm, yes. but yes, Bully Ray made a, I would say, good point. Now, smart me and you have gone back and forth on talking about how this. I mean, we haven't gone back and forth. We've agreed that this AEW Impact relationship is really just the only company it's benefiting is AEW. It's in no way, no how. Is it benefiting? Impact. Bully Ray jumped in. Now, I don't often agree with Bully Ray, Mark. I don't. I. I. I don't know if you do, but um, I usually don't. But on this matter, I gotta say it. Uh, I didn't think about it this way, but he's right. Now, when Kenny Omega came out there with, um, when him and Orange Cassidy were out there, and he had um nakazawa with him, and they were doing that little you know kind of back and forth who are you blah 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 and kenny omega basically you know the belt collector as they're calling him now smart which just i don't know why but i cringe when they say that i don't know about you but
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you cringe a little bit a little bit Sure. I mean, nothing is going to top, no matter what he does, nothing is going to top that
0: picture of Ultimate Dragon where he looked like he robbed a fucking wrestling convention. He had about 20 belts on him. I think only like three of those companies actually exist, but it still looks cool that he had like eight different belts on him.
2: Yeah, yeah, it did. But, uh, and again, you know, the, the, the belt collector, but, um... Bully Ray brings up a good Basically, horn.
0: the gimmick is that I'm so good at wrestling that you have to let me be your champion for a while. So he just goes to all different promotions he, he gets to go of. Yeah. So yeah, it's fucking genius marketing.
2: It, it, listen, it is. But, again, let's go ahead and, you know, I don't agree with Bully Ray very much, but on this little thing, I didn't even think about it like this, but he's 100% right. Quote a tweet from Bully Ray on the Twitter machine, as he calls it. If I'm management or owners of impact wrestling, I'd be FKN fucking fuming that their world heavyweight. He abbreviates that to championship was being carried out by Naka. Nobody. And not at least over the shoulder of Omega perception is reality. Again, I don't agree with Billy Ray, but uh, and, Calling Nakazawa Naka Nobody is a little didn't really need to go there in my opinion. But he did it. <laughs> You're gonna say it's a little easy. It's like ah, you could have given him it with a better
0: joke. Been like, yeah, great.
2: I agree. again it's uh you know, maybe didn't need to take the shot, but he did. And um I I I gotta I gotta agree with him, man. Again, this deal has benefited AEW one hundred percent. The, they're paying for ads where on impact is impact buying ads on aew no they sent over the fucking good brothers who right. who gives a flying shit about those guys I hate to tell you
0: i the, yeah that's kind of the shitty thing is like there's a I was watching I watched impact yesterday because we were talking about it, they had uh, El Phantasmo over there, and I'm a big fan of his. So I decided to watch Impact, and it, it's still kind of Impact. But they they have a lot of talented people on their roster that they could send to AEW to wrestle, you know, a match here, a match there. That would get people way more interested, I think, than just having the Good Brothers, like, hang around Kenny Omega wearing silly outfits. Like, yeah, eh,
2: who cares? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I... I just want to put one thing clear. I don't want to see an invasion angle. I don't want that. We've seen it. How many times have we seen it? Right. Well, I don't want to see an invasion angle. But what I would like to see is a little bit of a talent trade between the guys. And so far, the only guys we've got is, once again, the good brothers who really have just— they, they've just kind of fallen to the background. They're just Kenny Omega's bitches at this point. And who cares? I Again, no one really gives a shit about those two guys. Really? They're not like, oh, wow. Holy shit. I can't believe the good brothers have come to AEW from Impact Wrestling. It They're more like, and? mm mm-hmm. And? But, I, again, getting back to Bully Ray's point, he's right. It, I mean, the fact that Kenny Omega couldn't even, like, doesn't even want to touch that title and has someone else carry it is a little bit of bullshit. It, well, you know, and yeah. I honestly hadn't even really thought about it until you
0: mentioned it, but if you think about, are you... you when you look at some of the old titles, if you look at, you know, if I were to say, like, the winged eagle title, you picture somebody. If I say, you know, the old white intercontinental title, you picture somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say the tag team titles, you picture something. Like, every t- you know, every title has a person that you would think of associated with it. And usually that's because there's pictures of them wearing the title or they were such a good ambassador for the title that it became synonymous with them and it lifted them and the title up, the profile. With Omega, he's not even wearing the title. He doesn't mention the title. Like you, if you didn't know that he won the Impact title, he, he's just seeing the belt, you wouldn't know what it was for. You just see another belt. Right. It's like that shit. Like the boxing. Like if you ever watch a boxing match, and there's like 800 different boxing organizations now, so everybody's a fucking champion of something, and they're all carrying belts to the ring, and nobody even knows what they're for. Mm-hmm. It's like that.
2: Yeah, and there you go. Weebs, I like that. Carl Blanderson. Holy shit, does that name fit or oh, my god. Perfect. Thank you, Weebs. Um uh, yeah, I, and, and again, man, I, when now you're like, "Oh, who's got the impact title?" Oh, that guy from AEW. <clears throat> uh, man, I'm uh, once again we've and you know, it, it's funny cuz what was it either either wednesday or the week before we were talking about you know if if i was impact i'd be like really what, are, are we gaining anything here if i was the owner or manager i'd be like it um um do what are we gaining from this our viewership isn't up we're not we're, we're not booming in the ratings they're not even mentioning our company he i, I mean there's so many reasons to just stop this and tell Tony Khan, hey, I don't give a fuck what you're paying us for fucking airtime. Why don't you talk about us a little bit? Right. And Christopher K brings up essentially that's a good point
0: too, is the Good Brothers gimmick only really works in Japan, in New Japan. And like yeah, it's sort of the the whole point of the gimmick was that you had these, you know, Westerners coming in, these guy jeans, as it were. Um that were fucking bringing the Americanized version of wrestling. And it was fucking with the honor and the tradition of Japanese wrestling. They were doing this, you know, the sports entertainment stuff in what was supposed to be a more serious, more sports oriented, you know, product.
2: Right. Yeah, you're right. And, 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 and plus the, the, the bullet club was fucking rocking back then. And they, you know, once they got in it, it, it was a big deal, but Someone coming from Impact that gets you know a hundred thousand views, a hundred and fifty is just a fucking wet fart, dude. Mm. It's nothing, and you know if if they're not going to sit there and mention your company, but do they go out there and mention Impact? Why? Why I wouldn't I've heard of uh, that?
0: Uh, I mean, they're on the shows, but yeah, if you're on the shows and you're not promoting the shows, the only people that know they're that on the shows are the people that are already watching the
2: shows. Yeah, why wouldn't Impact be buying spots on AEW if this was a, you know, a partnership? I
0: swear to God, for what it's worth, I, I was again talking to you about how I decided to watch Impact because a wrestler I liked was on there. I found this out because of the New Japan Twitter account. Again, New Japan is doing more to promote fucking impact than AEW is, and it doesn't benefit New Japan nearly half as much.
2: <sighs> I don't know, man. This whole thing is just a absolute shit show. And um, I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for impact to wake the fuck up, but I'm not sure they're going to man. I think that oh, this is a great deal. We're I don't know. I don't know. Someone's looking at the numbers and going this really means dick and not saying anything. Oops.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, Maybe this will lead to something more eventually. I don't know when the fuck that's going to be. But the summer for Impact is when they usually have their big shows. Like they're promoting Slammiversary right now, which by the by, just as another sort of aside, they're showing teaser little teaser clips of Joe. So they're implying that Joe might be there which is kind of interesting. I think maybe they also snuck Chelsea Green into their video package, so that's a potential thing, too. Um, nothing's Ooh. official yet, obviously, but um, you get Slammiversary in the summer and you get Bound for Glory and all that shit. Those are their big shows, so maybe this is going to lead to something bigger on a wider, grander scale happening
2: wow. at that
0: point. I don't actually believe that's going to happen, but just potentially it could.
2: Yeah, you might get 175,000 views. Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. I, I,
2: anyway, um, to move on to the, uh, I guess a little bit because we've kind of beat that like a dead horse. But um, to move on just a little bit, the last little thing with AEW Deadspin put out an article. Oh
0: boy, boy did they!
2: And it seems like the, uh, the author of this article, Sam Fells, is his, <laughs> his, 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 his name, has a little problem with Cody Rhodes. The headline of this title uh, of this article, Cody Rhodes needs to, and, and again, this is all edited, but I'm going to say it. Cody Rhodes needs to fuck off more than any, more than anyone has ever fucked off in the history of fucking off.
0: brava brava golf clap golf clap you are correct <laughs> like I, I read this because of the title but regardless of what happened after the title i would have 100 agreed with this i am very strongly considering sending this to my grandparents so that they can print this out <laughs> and that i can like staple it together and put it amongst my collection of books because i would like to return to this whenever possible so i could just have some nice feel-good reading on my hands yeah you can just print
2: it out and save it for yourself that too um but, uh, and now this guy does start off this article with some as he says boulder sized caveats. he does give give Cody credit for starting an alternative to w w e starting a e w on what he calls a bar bet, which basically it was. it was a a a, a, a twitter bet which. I guess now was a bar bet between people. Um, Between Meltzer and Cody, right? Yeah, Cody. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it was over whether or not they could sell out. I think it was Madison Square Garden.
2: Right. Or, uh, no, get 10,000 fans. Yeah, okay, 10,000 fans. 10,000 fans. Now, uh, Christopher Kane is basically saying headline should just read, Cody sucks his own dick. I totally agree, dude. I totally agree. We've bitch we bitch about Cody constantly on this show, literally being the 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 person he complained about most. But again, the guy does at least give him credit for what he does. Now, again, he but he does roll into the fact that Cody just goes out there and you know thinks he's the Greatest and tries to recreate all this stuff that he missed, and the guy actually basically says in the article that Cody's trying to act like he is recreating WCW, which was a interesting little comparison to me. It, it basically what he says is here, here: in the ring, Cody's quest to recreate everything he missed about WCW or right the wrongs done to his father lost their charm long ago. I do keep seeing a lot of comparisons with AEW being the next WCW, and I got to say, I think it's a little unfair. I don't know about you, Smart, but uh, I think it's a, a, a bit unfair. What do you think?
0: I mean, yes and no. Like, I immediately think any time you start trying to compare another promotion to a promotion from a bygone era, that it's Never really fair to that promotion because it sets up a standard that's really hard to live up to. Where like how every company, independent company that did like hardcore got a cult following was compared to UCW for a while, just hard to live up to it. That being said, I can see some of the comparisons with it just being it's kind of a southern based wrestling promotion, it's on TNT. You got Tony Schiavone, you can draw parallels if you'd like, but it's not a one for one comparison.
2: No, I, I don't think it is either. I I think they're much better than, I mean, WCW, let's face it, during the years that most of us remember, unfortunately are the 1999 to 2000s where they were just pretty much garbage. And yeah, there were times where, you know, Hey, 83 weeks, we all know about the 83 weeks for WCW, WCW dominated the ratings, but, uh, yeah, it was good, but I don't, again, they're not even, again, now there's no competition. I, I really, I, I just feel they're an alternative. I don't feel like they are competition, as WCW was literally hardcore competition um, for these guys. But uh, the, this guy, again, old Sam here, wrote this the night after um, Blood and Guts. And this was another quote that I kind of wanted to dig into a little bit. Uh, He said, last night was was the absolute hilt on what otherwise was an excellent, he says, pay-per-view worthy card on TNT dubbed Blood and Guts. The main draw was the nearly hour-long main event, a War Games match between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle. It certainly lived up to the name as the violence and blading flowed. But Cody wasn't going to let a show to blood and guts go without showing the world that no one can bleed like him, at least in his own mind. In what I can only pray was the blow-off match for this utterly useless QT-Cody feud. Oh, this guy is just a a man after my own heart. Uh, Cody opened himself up again to try and put some sort of capper on it. That kind of effort for the match and program that flatlined on an, on arrival felt like the d- definition of overkill. On a night about another blood feud, Cody had to simply insert himself into that night's theme because how could it possibly go on without him? The fucking balls on this guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously talking about where it's hard to see, but somehow at the end of the... QT Marshall uh, Cody match. He was bleeding from the, I believe right side of his eye. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard to figure out how it happened, where it happened, when it happened, unless it was edited. Because again, that was the first hour that was on the screen. But there seems to be a little bit of proof and pictures that he bladed for that. (laughs) Okay. Um. That would seem a bit. Why? And by the way, I agree with the uh, the uh, the the term "utterly useless" QT Cody feud. By the way, I just mm-hmm. just want to just just want to add that to it. Go ahead. Well, first, of all,
0: <laughs> I, I think he's right. I think it is the definition of overkill, night after night. Anyways, no, I I just wanted to do that. That's fun. Um, A couple of more noteworthy, interesting quotes from what I dubbed this to Citizen Kane of wrestling journalism. This guy deserves a Pulitzer for his work. I have about as much interest in seeing, I have about as much interest in seeing as what goes on in Brandy and Cody's personal life as I do combing through my own shit. Gonna get a lot of corny stuff either way, Um, and see. And he also said that. And yet Cody won't let go or see the stage for just a little bit. Lately, his feud has been with his buddy QT Marshall, who has all the charm and watchability of a plasma donation. Odd comparison, but I will accept anything that calls QT Marshall boring. And he also says, the time spent on this past few weeks has been an excellent opportunity to grab a beer and wash the dishes. So this guy... (laughs) As I had said earlier, he he has a lot. He's a man of my heart as well <laughs> because he also uses the Cody Rhodes QT Marshall segments as an opportunity to do mundane household chores.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd kind of agree with him. I would, pr- I, I mean, I would wash dishes rather than watch a match with QT Marshall at this point. So yeah, this guy is, uh, this guy's spot on. Let's give this guy one more little, uh, little thing. Sam Fells, F-E-L-S. F-E-L-S. Uh, yes, and I
0: actually went through his his some of his other articles. See, because he writes for this Deadspin mm-hmm. Deadspin.com. so he covers all manner of sports. I also learned based on his yeah, another article that he did that he is a hardcore Bears fan, a Chicago Bears fan. So I and he did an article talking about how big how the draft didn't feel important to him, but then we ended up picking up a franchise quarterback, and now everything feels different. So I feel like this guy might be me. Like, I don't think that, I don't remember writing this, but like, I, I feel like this might be me from like a different timeline, a different universe dimension, whatever. Hardcore Bears fan absolutely despises Cody. decided to write an eight paragraph opus just describing how fucking the definition of tedium the Cody QT Marshall feud was like this guy is using his platform for just the absolute perfect thing.
2: Well, smarts, let me just say not all heroes wear capes. Mm -hmm. I would
0: buy this man a beer
2: Some of them have Articles On the internet Um, And this gentleman here I would buy him a beer also I would buy him a beer and a shot Mm -hmm. And if he wanted a fruity drink I would let him drink it And not make fun of him Or I'd buy him a club soda If he wasn't a drinker Uh, But anyway uh, (laughs) Um I don't know where that came from. But anyway, uh, yeah, this is a, 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 again, I saw this, this article, it popped up on Facebook and I read the headline and I'm like, oh, we're getting into this, (laughs) this guy and my kind of guy.
0: (laughs) He he truly is doing the Lord's work. I, I can't put this guy over enough. And this is just based on two articles that I've read.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like this guy Dirk, I'll buy you a beer, man. If you're at uh, Mania next year, I'll buy you a beer. It's in Dallas, so uh I'll buy you two beers. there you go. Let me buy him a beer There you go. there you go. but uh, all right, enough of that. Um, lovely gentleman Sam, who deserves once again, not all heroes wear capes, but uh, Sam Fells definitely deserves a uh, a cape. Maybe even a mask if he would prefer one. Um, now, smart. Moving along. That was actually the last little thing with AEW that we had to talk about there. Um, I, I guess this loosely ties into AEW. Onita. At Atsu, uh, sushi. Is that how you say his name? Onita. I'm sorry? At sushi. Onita. Is that how you say his first name? Cl- no, no. I, I need to see. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm not going to take that
0: try. Everybody just calls him Onita. And Let's just call
2: say, him Onita. Onita is launching a promotion called FMWE. Now, the E is important. Um, first show is set for July fourth. Um, he held a press conference on his YouTube channel to discuss the launch of the promotion and give a few additional details about the uh, the show now if you're wondering what the e stands for it's explosion smark that is Cue what the, the e...
0: fucking wrestling society x pyro and the fucking guy the announcer just jumping up in the air
2: absolutely now he said he started this company he said he was uh kind of uh, ex uh Inspired to start this show with the ending of the John Moxley and Kenny Omega, we all know how. The, I mean, we talked about it earlier how that ended a little unfizzled, a little anticlimactic. So basically, he says that that is why he's going to start this promotion to um, keep it going. He told once again his exact words. Onita told Yahoo Japan that the E. In FMWWE stands for explosion. Onita added that there is a demand to see that style of match in the United States, and he hopes to deliver that. So, could be cool. Could be cool. It's a Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling Explosions, I believe, is what he's calling it. Wrestling Explosion. <laughs>
0: Which that was, I mean, the first half of that acronym was uh, what okay. FMW stood for back in the day. So, mm-hmm. sort of a continuation of that, too, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I'm assuming he's got some back from uh, FMW. Give him a little uh, little investment in this thing and seeing what he can do with it. But um, pretty cool right there that he's starting his own thing. So, we are going to see more of the exploding barbed wire death matches coming up enjoy why you can what i say uh smart since we're on some uh japan type stuff why don't you uh don't you bring up the one you sent me here about uh yokohama stadium sir sure
0: yeah i'm going go ahead and dig that up we were talking about um the other day how one of the new japan shows had to be greatly switched around because of the whole COVID thing. As it turns out, there's a bit of a pandemic going on. Uh, we have to bypass that. We don't have that much time. Anyways, <laughs> New Japan put out a statement today. It said, thank you for your support of New Japan Pro Wrestling. On Friday, May 7th, the Japanese government announced an extension to the state of emergency currently in place in Tokyo and other prefectures. I always forget that they they call them prefectures and not towns. Um, anyways, in light of this announcement, as well as current COVID-19 infection status, and in order to prevent any potential further spread of the virus, New Japan Pro Wrestling has arrived at the decision to postpone the Wrestle Grand Slam events in Yokohama Stadium and the Tokyo Dome previously scheduled for May 15th and 29th, respectively.
2: Yeah, I guess uh there's a little bit of a COVID outbreak there and I believe in India also. Um there's been a little COVID outbreak happening um so yeah, little 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 scary. But um yeah, another show postponed. They're just they're just postponing all shows and man with their I mean state of emergency over there is different than here, so Right. And I mean,
0: those are two very big stadiums. Yeah. Two very big venues. So they wouldn't have done that unless they absolutely had to have. And like, it's been a company that's kind of been, if there's any real sort of losers as a term, I guess, for, you know, that have been. Losers of the pandemic, people that have had a particularly rough go of it, it has been them because they already, like we were talking about a while back, they had to shuffle a lot of things around last year because the Olympics were supposed to be happening. That didn't end up happening. And then there was a lot of talent that were over, you know, from overseas, different parts of the world that they didn't have access to because of travel restrictions. So a lot of their booking was switched around right. last year. And now this year, it seems like they are trying to kind of get back on the right track with everything. And it's another big blow for them. So, I mean, they're still, you know, they're not in any risk of closing down or anything, but they've taken some pretty big losses the last year and a half or so.
2: Absolutely. They have, you're right. Yeah, definitely. They have. And, you know, it's a, again, it's overseas, so it's, you know, much different rules and, a lot harder to buy off your government there. Ain't that right? <laughs> ain't, that, ain't that right, Linda?
0: Dang. <laughs> oh, man, I'm now picturing what Japanese Linda McMahon will look like. And it, it, that, it's a very interesting sight, as I'll say that.
2: Just giving $20 million to some, you know, pack that just, you know, goes out there. And suddenly you're a essential sport. But anyway, I'm just saying it's, uh, it's not as easy as all I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's not as easy, smart. But uh, yeah, man, it, it it does suck for them. Like, like you said, they were just sort of getting a little bit of traction going once again, and it wasn't very long ago. I mean, literally, what what was it? A, m- a month and a half ago, they started back up. Um. Well, I mean, they they've been running shows
0: for a while now, but they 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 were kind of increasing you know, the amount of people that they were allowing to have in. So they were, they were moving towards being a return to normalcy and kind of took a big blow with that.
2: Yeah. And now they got to basically, you know, shut everything down, start back from zero again. And. Right. And I mean, they
0: had done some shows since then, but basically what they do is they do a bunch of, not unlike WWE, they do a bunch of kind of spot shows and then they'll have, you know, once a month or once every couple months, they'll have a like a big event, and this is like sort of their way of hitting the reset button. They had a big title change. Uh, Will Osprey won their world title. And this was kind of the beginning of his run, and this is gonna be like the first real kind of big major event outside of we were talking about the wrestling Downtown thing. But outside of that, it was gonna be like the first big event, and then sort of you know again another setback for them. So been having a tough go of it, but I think they'll they'll bounce back
2: yeah I think they will obviously. I mean this will this will obviously pass, and uh all we can do is wait and see what happens when they're gonna run their shows again, and I'm sure they will. but uh, yeah, it's just uh it just sucks that you know everything was like you said getting better, and the next thing you know, we got this new wave going on over there right now. and like I said, I think there's a huge wave going on in India too. Um, man. I'm hoping we don't get another wave here. Uh, I'll just put it. I'll just put it that way. But moving on, Smart. Now, Smart. Once again, you asked for it. You wanted it, and you got it. Filmmakers, yes. filmmaker studios, Smark, mm-hmm. They've issued a casting call for a new scripted television show on the life and career of none other than the WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon. No chance. The Vince McMahon story and the rise of the new wrestling world order is the working title for the uh, the project. I think they need to tighten that one up a little bit. It's a little bit of a long title, if you ask me. What is it? Woo it's a It's a mouthful. Uh, no pun intended. Joseph Krueger is the director. Uh, the only position right now they're casting for is the host' role um, indicating that uh, this may be more of a TV documentary um, than and not a movie. So once again, anytime smart. I see that they're producing something about Vince. I always wonder how much input they're going to actually have from Vince, number one. And number two, if they don't have input, how do they spend Vince to be this? Listen, I know he's done a lot for wrestling. I know he's done a lot for, you know, a lot of things, but known to be a pretty shrewd businessman, has done some pretty fucked up things in his life. How do you spin all that? It's a good question. It's a very good question. I was,
0: <laughs> I w- I had read this article you had sent it to me, and I was actually a little bit disappointed when it had mentioned that WWE were not going to be involved with it because I feel like if you have Vince McMahon making a TV show about Vince McMahon, it's going to be just the most insane shit mm-hmm. in the world. Like it kind of remind it would remind me of like that episode of The Simpsons where they had a film festival and Mr. Burns made a documentary about himself and it was the most like grandiose thing in the world. It was just fucking ridiculous. But um, I was I was going on to read the article, but he was talking about like this seems like it's going to be very flattering. Unfortunately. <laughs> Because it, 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 they describe him as a young conqueror in this, um, they bring up words like you know reimagining pro wrestling, and they talk about him being basically an entrepreneur and a visionary and this you know maverick. So it seems like it's going to be a pretty big fluff piece, but I'm very curious as to what this is going to look like because it said the uh, yeah it's a scripted TV show, but then they're also saying documentary. So, like, that's kind of interesting in and of itself. You were saying that they were looking for a host I recommend. If you've ever seen that show, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction? No. The old uh, Jonathan Franks? No. Don't know. Yeah, that. he's become a bit of a meme, but I would recommend that guy.
2: Okay. that's That's good. I... I am going to, let's see, since, like you said, that they do say in the article it should be noted that this does not appear to be affiliated with WWE. It is May 7th. It is 10, what does it say here? 10.34 p.m. Eastern Time, or uh, Central Time. This show does not ever air.
0: (laughs) Probably not. This show definitely won't last beyond the season if it does. This show will not like, air. I, I can't nope. imagine like who is this for?
2: It won't air. It doesn't say any of that. It's really vague. This show doesn't air. Vince will squash this like a bug. Like a grape. Like grape. Not going to air. Probably. Not going to air. Again. I marked the date, the time. I said it and we'll see. Damn it, damn it, Sasha Baron Corbin, I corrected myself right after I said Eastern time. Okay. Yes, <laughs> of a bitch. God damn it, what are you listening on? A fucking a, a, a fucking tandy computer? <laughs> <laughs> you wanna pull? Like not not even E machines
0: or whatever. Like you just went straight to Tandy. <laughs> He's just fucking sitting there pounding at the typewriter. He's dressed in a suit. He's got a secretary. <laughs>
2: that was, that, I, I got to admit, that was my first computer, so uh, <laughs> that's what made me think of it. <laughs> but uh, all right, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm betting this never airs. This never goes sees the light of day. It's gonna. It, it sounds like a great concept. They're gonna get all these people. It's gonna get filmed, and it's going to never see the light of day but uh i
0: hope it does because it, it's probably going to be like really bad <laughs> i mean it just seems like it's got all the bakings of like those old like lifetime shows or fucking those old shitty only like, where they do they talk about like a murder they have like community theater actors do reenactments <gasps> like it just has that level of just shittiness to it and i i would be really excited to see that seems like
2: it'd be really terrible
1: yeah, I just don't think we're gonna get
2: it. I don't think we're ever gonna see it. I think it's never gonna see the light of day. We're never gonna never gonna see it. Never gonna see it. So I guess we'll find out though. I guess we will. We'll we'll uh, we'll find out if anything will ever happen. But um speaking of WWE branching out smark, I guess we could go ahead and make that little transition there. WWE has launched a new little series in partnership in Australia, WWE Now Down Under, has launched in partnership with Sydney-based telecom or tel- yet yeah, telecoms first uh, telecoms firm mate. Um, starting on uh, May 6th, which was yesterday, WWE Now Down Under will deliver original localized content tailored for wwe's fan base in australia via youtube and facebook platforms regional instagram and twitter channels and wwe's main website will also be adding to that mate will support its partnership of the series through access to digital wwe content and will be represented in wwe now down under programming and on social platforms so, they're also launching nine weekly episodes featuring content with an Australian connection, including exclusive interviews, Smart, and behind-the-scenes content with Australian WWE talent. will also include appearances by Australian athletes and celebrities. Sort of seems like they're kind of just trying to start another... kind of what they're doing over in uh, Saudi Arabia. A little bit. I mean, with this one at least, there there are quite a few
0: people on their roster that are of Australian descent. A lot of people on NXT, but you know you got Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, that whole thing. There's a couple of more people, but I mean you get the idea. But it, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit better than going, you know, okay, let's get Saudi blood money, and then we'll just fucking throw out Mansoor out there,
2: see what happens. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if they. ...are replacing this with Saudi to not get the backlash... Not oh, him. no, they do not give a flying fuck about the backlash. That what? backlash is giving them money. <laughs> and is it
0: really stopping people from supporting the company? Like, it, can you really look at the low ratings and say that that's the reason why? Like, they do any number of devious shit, <clears throat> treating their employees like dogs, and nobody ever really seems to stop watching because of that. They stop watching because the product is inconsistent.
2: Yeah, but... A, uh, the WWE official announcement said this was a multi year agreement equaling $1 billion over five years. Man, they'll just take anything they can get. <laughs>
0: True. And I mean, I guess apparently I don't know anything about this, but I was seeing people earlier talking about like the wrestling scene in Australia. Obviously, the independent scene is doing pretty good right now. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've just seen it on Twitter. So take it with a grain of salt. But I I wouldn't be surprised. They're always looking for different fucking countries and territories or whatever to expand NXT. We've talked about NXT Mexico, Mm -hmm. them attempting that, and that not working, NXT Japan, that whole deal. You know, they they have NXT UK right now, obviously, but they're
2: always looking to
0: expand NXT.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt if we saw an NXT Australia. You're right. I would not doubt it one bit. It could happen. I, mm-hmm. Definitely. Um,
0: <laughs> fucking Bushwhacker Luke as the general manager.
2: <laughs> I would love it. Goes and lits everyone's head before they go to the match. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Oh, he'd be a big heel for that right now,
2: huh? Oh yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You got a point. You got a point. You might not want to do that. You might not. Want But uh, last little thing, and I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. Uh, I don't think either one of us will. WWE has filed for a new trademark for Bash at the Beach for an upcoming pay-per-view or special, according to Dirt Sheet Radio. And they haven't taken this down or fired anyone yet, so I'm going to trust them on this one. So, you know. Um, Bash at the Beach, another WCW name they just don't want Cody to know any of these or have any of these uh smart you're muted again uh-huh yeah now you're not
0: yeah i'm still here i was i was just i was letting you talk
2: no i'm 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 good man uh again not really a lot to say on this but uh Another WCW pay per view. Yeah, that horrible company they snatched up and killed, buried, and then they really want to use their names. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess I might have spoken too soon when I said the days of counter programming seem to be over with them. Mm. Apparently, that's not quite the case. I mean, they do, but I mean, they just, they, they love, as evidenced by SmackDown, and I, they love nostalgia baiting for the lack of a better term they love history they love any sort of name that sort of resonates in the minds of the older fans and have been you know brought up and talked about and the younger fans don't necessarily know what it is but they hear people talking about it so there's some sort of expectation of quality with it they they love that kind of stuff
2: yeah and i mean let's be honest nostalgia selling right now sure i mean the always i mean jesus christ the mullet's back dude (laughs) <laughs> thanks in large part to Brian Pillman Jr. and John Morrison. Fucking love them. Love them both, man. But uh, yeah, the mullet is back. Um, and uh, I really think that's all the news we've got. Um, how about we take a pee break? We come back. We do SmackDown. We wrap this motherfucker up. It's good. All right quick pee break for you guys. I got a little bit of music to throw on for you. We will be back in two or three minutes. Not going to be very long. Obviously, you lucky downloaders by the magic of technology won't even know we took a break. And we will be back in just a couple of minutes. See you. Oh, Thank you guys so much. I really, really, really had to do that. Uh, (laughs) That had to be done. All right. Now we can go ahead. Once again, we're just going to talk a little bit of SmackDown. Uh, The SmackDown throwbacks, Mark. Not just SmackDown. The throwback SmackDown. Yeah, that's right. They even fisted us. (laughs) Easy, pal. (laughs)
0: If ever there was a note to come back on, huh? They, they but they did. They they well they sort of brought back the fist. Right. I wasn't necessarily I don't dig the three D graphics thing just in general. Right. But hey, it, it it works with the sort of motif that they were you know doing
2: throughout the night. Yeah, and really it was just it it, it really turned out to just be old font night. <laughs> <laughs> the worst major, or the first, the worst fucking triple
0: A baseball promotion ever. It's <laughs> font night here at the stadium.
2: And, and honestly, dude, it was really old font night. I, that's the only thing I can, that might be, that, that might be the show <laughs> title right there. Old, old font, old night. font <laughs> <night>. <laughs> that, that, that's what it was. That really, what, what, besides, oh, besides Teddy Long, who listen, I love me some Teddy Long, but. Besides Teddy Long, what was, uh, and Pat McAfee and Michael Cole, they were, in, in the beginning, they were standing there like, you know, Vince and fucking everyone, you know, Macho used to do with, you know, and it looked like, did McAfee actually have on Vince's old jacket? It looked like he might have. <laughs> He may have. Uh,
0: Cole had on the old fucking denim suit. Yes. a denim button up and the denim jeans and whatnot. He and had, the old, you know, as he used to back in the day.
2: He had his old Attitude Era era uh, gear on, the old jean shirt. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I mean, look, the, 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 there were some really cool things. But, I mean, otherwise, the only thing we saw throughout the night was the old WWF font. Yes, and logo.
0: I I don't know if you saw it either, but I was a couple minutes late getting into watching. Does anybody know the theme song choice that they decided to do? Because I thought they were. It seemed like they were going to do the one that they used in 2006 or so. Which seemed like a mistake because there was so many other better SmackDown themes. There was, uh, you know, The Beautiful People by Marilyn Manson. That was a good one. I understand mm. they probably don't want to pay for, to license that. Mm. But even the one that they originally used where it was just a person screaming random gibberish, seemingly. I liked that one, too. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> that, I, actually,
2: yeah. I actually missed that one. But uh, Marilyn Manson just yesterday had more things come out about him so probably not a good idea to use that one yeah he's not exactly killing it in the press these days uh well he's killing it just not in the way he wants to be killing it um but yeah yeah again there was some really good stuff that I really really thought was cool just to see but otherwise to me it was it was old it was throwback font night (laughs) Throwback font night. Get That's a dictionary
0: in Comic Sans.
2: There you go. Throwback,
0: really
2: throwback font night. I like that one better. Throwback font night. Um, of course, we had Rain start off the show. They showed him beating Daniel Bryan, um, uh, which, again, was the stipulation. Daniel Bryan's gone from SmackDown. Just SmackDown. We'll see what happens with Daniel Bryan. has got a. Everyone's saying he's more than likely going to sign. Like you said, Wednesday night, Smark um but i got to tell you the one thing daniel bryan did very well before he left in my opinion smart and i'll i'll get your opinion on it he really built up cesaro very very well before he before he left
0: i would definitely agree with that i and i mean I think you're 100% right, but this just becomes a matter of the same thing of like the questions we were asking when Heyman left is this shit going to hold? Right. Because Heyman had, when in his Heyman on Raw, not Heyman on SmackDown, of course. But when Heyman was on Raw, he was in charge of creative, allegedly. <laughs> but he tried to, you know, get over Angel Garza. He tried to get over Andrade. He tried to get over all these people who had, pretty much as soon as he was not in control anymore were immediately tossed to the wayside. So
2: we'll see. We'll see. How can you say Angel Garza has been tossed to the wayside? When he has, when he's getting a rose shoved up his ass. I this mean, is really, was, this is true. I mean, how can you make that statement, Mark?
0: Well, that's that's a good point. He and he, of course, did have that match with Drew Gulak, which you're mentioning. When boy did he make the right choice to resign that contract in the summer?
2: Huh? Just fucking rocket strapped to the guy. There you go. There's that rocket. Um. Now I did. Now. I got to say uh w- once again I but but I was not, hopefully the Daniel Bryan rub <coughs> excuse me for Cesaro will last a little a little bit <coughs> we'll see um again Roman's down there with Heyman and Jay Heyman gives us a little eulogy for Daniel Bryan's career and he did the 10 bell salute himself ding ding Ding! I, I thought that was fucking great.
0: Yeah, it was. It, really was.
2: it was. It was really, really, really fucking good. So I, uh, I enjoyed that. Um, now, I do got to say, though, they're going a little overboard smart with the Piped In Chance.
0: Yeah, not a little bit.
2: With the You Suck for Roman... Every, just a little overboard. A little bit overboard, in my opinion. Uh, but we did get Jimmy Uso back as the replacement for Daniel Bryan, as he said. Um, Cesaro came out after that, after like literally right after Jimmy came out and, you know, just gave a bunch of hugs. Cesaro came out. Rollins jumped Cesaro from behind, down the ramp, and... Once again, like I said, Teddy Long comes out and says, Cesaro, you beat Rollins tonight. You get a championship match at WrestleMania Backlash. Holla, holla, holla. Mm-hmm.
0: Did not give him a match with The Undertaker. He fought back his instinct.
2: Well, he tried to give someone a match. with. Uh, tried to give Sammy a match with, with Undertaker, but Sammy reminded him that Undertaker retired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He uh, teamed him with King Booker
0: at one point as well. Yeah, and it ended up being can't. An easy mistake to make. Mm. They're similar in more ways than you would think. And no, I will not name one. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm just going to keep going.
2: Um. <laughs> not <bad laughs> a bad idea. Just roll right ahead. Now, we did an Ico Pro commercial here, Mark. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I like the thing they were doing with, you know, this, the, the promotion, the, the little thing they were doing. That was, uh, that's Lord Alfred Hayes voice, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. That's, that's it right there. I like that. I, I, I like that. So that was the other one besides the throwback font night. Um. They did an ice cream bars commercial, which yep. is surprising that they didn't actually
0: use their real ice cream bars. Because they do have ice cream bars now that look exactly like those. But they aired an old one with Hacksaw and Jim Duggan. It was like Ultimate Warrior was on one of them.
2: I think he's still on the modern ones. I don't recall, but yeah, you know, there you go. Yeah, and we saw a bunch of old SmackDown match clips throughout the uh, throughout the show too. Which you know, I guess that's where they were going with the throwback. Smackdown, mm-hmm. um grocery store fight, yeah, yeah, they did show that I saw that that was i it it's so good that they're showing stuff back when wrestling was good, and then they give us the shit they gave us tonight.
0: Well, that was that was kind of the bummer, and I actually thought SmackDown was pretty good, but like you, you were, the whole idea is nostalgia. Obviously, it was like old school SmackDown night. So, the, as you we were saying, the the show clips interspersed within the show, but they would include the date of which everything happened, and it was like kind of bumming me out. Where it's like, all right, that was twenty years ago. That was twenty one years ago. <laughs> it's just like it's just like. Oof. Like, it, we've spent a large chunk of like the last 10, 15 years at just shit that was like rather unmemorable. Feeling, in the grand
2: a, little, of- feeling a little old, smart, Huh?
0: So much that I was feeling old as much as it was, or it's like, okay, I can't remember fucking jack shit that happened at SmackDown or Raw, 2008 or 2009. Like, no. it's like I spent, like, I don't, I don't regret the fact that, you know, all this good shit that happened and was 20, 25 years ago. More of the fact that, like, I didn't quit watching and there was no memorable stuff in the last 10 to 15 years. That's more of a regret than the fact that I'm closer to my own mortality as we all are.
2: As we all are, none of us are getting younger, Smark. I don't know if you've heard that. I, I I just heard that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I don't. I'm I'm really sorry for breaking that to you. But yeah, none of us are getting younger. Uh, trust me. Trust me. Once you have kids, you really know that. My God. I- anyway, we did get the Cesaro versus Rollins match. <laughs> Uh, Reigns is backstage. He's watching on TV. Cesaro does win that match, though. Cesaro does win that match. Now, I will admit, I did miss a good chunk of this match. I had some stuff going on with the kids. Um, I was getting dinner ready for everybody. Actually, uh, we had some some pork chops, beans, mm-hmm. baked beans, and uh, and corn. So, I just had to make dinner tonight. That's what I was doing. yeah you yeah. I get it. Yeah, so I I I saw the the beginning and I started cooking, so I didn't really see the, the meat of this match, but I did see Cesaro won it. Um I miss anything good. Uh, and not not so much. I mean it was a good
0: match, but as you said, you were more you know, more interested in seeing the meat on the pan and on the meat in the match. Mm. But they they did sort of put it over. It's worth mentioning that if Cesaro were to win, he would get a title match at WrestleMania Backlash TM. That's about the eighth billionth time I've heard that phrase. Dear God, shoot me in the face. But he did win, so we will be... Ooh, there you go. So he'll get the title match at WrestleMania Backlash Part Seven and a Half or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Now.
2: Yeah, WrestleMania Backlash, whatever. But, um... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> uh, you know, yeah, you're right. But anyway, after that, we get uh, Teddy. He does make a, a Teddy Long once again, sitting back there with Sonya Deville. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes a, and again, <laughs> she, yeah. the fucking disrespect for poor Adam Pierce continues. They They're just like, you know, we
0: don't need you.
2: We do need Sonya, but we
0: don't need you. Just fucking take a hike, pal.
2: They just replaced one bald guy with another. It was like, dude, Really? Um <laughs> The other day somebody used a term in the chat room pellet swap.
0: Uh uh-huh. I, I, I I feel like this applies.
2: There you go. There you go. Definitely. But uh he made made a little ten man tag team for later with with uh with, with for the not main event but the co main event. Um we'll Get to it. I'll mention everybody when I'm. Which not was mentioned.
0: pretty good because then he not only did he put Sami Zayn in a ten man tag match, right? He also insisted that Sami Zayn do the Teddy Long dance, which was pretty great because you had Sami Zayn like under protest, upset, upset and angry doing the Teddy Long dance.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was kind of like you were watching uh, some crazy dictator dance with the... I don't know. The, please, please don't make this dictator a com- comedy dictator. Please, 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 please. <laughs> but anyway, well, I'll mention all the all the teams and then everything later. I'm not going to do it fucking twice. It's just not in my... I, I'm not in my mood. Um, anyway, we get Jimmy Uso back there after that with uh, Roman and, you know... B- B- Roman saying, oh, why can't you do it? And Jimmy basically says, I'm not going to be your bitch. And stands up. Well, this is great
0: because they interfered. The whole idea was Jimmy and Jay, they were trying to interfere so that – Cesaro wouldn't win the match. Cesaro, Cesaro wouldn't get a chance to you know, wrestle Roman at WrestleMania Backlash. And he hoozles. You get Roman in the back and he's looking at Jimmy and he just goes, you've been back for an hour and you've already messed everything up. And I was just <laughs> like, this is fucking great. Like, this feels like a shoot, even if it isn't. This is. like you, you know, I fucking, I let you out of the house for one time this year and you fucked everything up. And then so they get into this heated argument and it makes me laugh because you have Jimmy Uso just go, you know what, I, I you know, you're not going to talk to me like that. I am nobody's bitch. And I was hoping that Roman so bad would just look up at him and go, you're Jimmy Uso, you're everyone's bitch. And that's how the <laughs> promo would have ended. But it, that's not how the promo ended, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> I'm pouring water and laughing. Uh, okay, <laughs> You're everyone's bitch. That really, that really would have made uh, the SmackDown just like 20 times better for me, to be honest with you. Um, but it was good at least to see Jimmy stand up to, to, to Roman. Um, we'll see where that goes. We'll see where that goes. We get Ruby Riot down there, smart, with Liv. And uh, this is uh, Ruby Riot versus Carmella. Carmella seemingly back to her old Mella is money gimmick. Maybe am I wrong here? Did I? It just looks like she's reverted straight back to her old gimmick. Yeah, it did it did feel that way? She was kind of.
0: Somebody had kind of tweeted at her basically not too long ago, within the last couple of days, of like, "Where have you been? Like, why are why aren't you on TV anymore? Like, what's going on?" And he's like, "Well, you know how this company goes." That was her response. It was like. They got fucking nothing for me. I don't know. I can't come up with anything. yeah Yeah. How me to smile and look pretty. So that's what I do.
2: Yeah. But it just, I mean, she was back. She was moonwalking and doing all the old stuff she used to do. So I just assumed she was back to her old gimmick and I am not playing that clip. Um, it's Baron Corbin and it's a it's it and it's a no. Um but uh Cumberland did win the match by submission and Corey once again gets his uh, usual verbal boner.
1: hmm
2: So there we go. Now Bailey came out looking a little Bailey looked like she had just had sex or something with her hair all messed up coming out there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it took me a very long time to figure out why it was that this was, she was like this. Mm. But it sort of made sense a little bit. She comes out. You were mentioning last week how basically all she did was laugh maniacally. She comes out and she yeah. laughs maniacally some more. And then uh, fucking Bianca Belair comes out and she ends up beating her up. and Continues to laugh maniacally. So basically her whole thing is she retroactively decided that her losing the title or, or losing to Bianca, I guess. You choose your own adventure on this one. Dunn went and made her nuts.
2: So they've got to have uh, an encounter to Alexa on SmackDown. And it's going to be Bailey. I suppose. Is that what you're saying?
0: Well, what? I, yes. But what I'm also saying is that if she keeps wearing outfits like the one she had on tonight, I'm all for this gimmick.
2: Well, and Bailey and her wardrobe malfunction cleavage did get the best of Bianca uh, mm. <laughs> because that's basically what happened is uh, that got pulled up.
0: It did. It, it, oh, and what, what couple uh,
2: I thought Corey was going to have another verbal boner. Um, it turned out it was me, but, uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, she did end up getting, and, and you're right, I I think they're making her a little crazy, they're gonna, I hopefully they don't, I mean, <coughs> at this point, <coughs> you can't go too crazy, because USA might have been looking for more dark, you know, content, but I don't think Fox is looking for any more dark content.
0: Yeah, probably not. I mean, you know, it's hard to say. They they let them get away with a little bit more because it's it's at night. But like you said, it is sort of network television, so they don't they don't they don't want to go too far with
2: things. Right, exactly. So, um, after that, we get Jay and Jimmy. Jay uh, Jay had gone after Jimmy after the whole little. You know, he walked out on Roman, and um, they're getting into a little uh, into it a little bit, and. Um, that's I mean that was basically it basically Jimmy keep standing his ground and it looks like he's going to so I don't know are they going to give Jimmy a singles run it kind of hinting to that or is he going to just end up being Roman's bitch too
0: well it was it was a weird thing though because they had the whole little like attack thing that, that went on with Roman right um And Jimmy Jay started trying to help, and Jimmy, like, held him back. But then Jimmy ended up going and attacking Cesaro anyway. Mm -hmm. So, and he ended up getting dispersed quite quickly, too. So it's kind of open-ended as to whether or not he's going to follow the path of Roman or not.
2: Ah, yeah, you're right. It is. And, again, I guess that's just going to be something we got to wait for. But um, I don't know. But, I mean, he's still, even in the we didn't I, I guess that was the main event match that i mentioned earlier cuz really mm-hmm. the the what we had at the end of the show was roman finding out where jimmy stands and you know he he look i want to give you the same opportunities that jay has had but i i i need to know do you acknowledge me jimmy still stood his ground until cesaro jumped roman so we didn't really get an answer from jimmy and before Cesaro cleaned house and there was no one left. Yeah,
0: he basically told him, "Like, are you gonna are you gonna be with me? Or are you gonna be a little bitch? Go take your ass home if you're gonna be a little bitch." It's was, it was just great because he's just completely dressing him down. And like, I don't know how that gets. You know, if he does end up turning on Roman or you know standing his own, going out on his own, how that's going to help Jimmy Uso. But I, I really don't care what helps Jimmy Uso.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not really caring either. But um, anyway, to go back, we already, I guess we talked about the main thing right there that we really need to talk about on SmackDown. Uh, We'll end with the match here. But uh, we had Ray and uh, Dominic, which they love to mention is Ray's son, his son Dominic. They announce him as his son Dominic. If I was Dominic, I'd be like, listen. I don't ask for much, but there's one thing I'd like to get rid of. Could you just call me Dominic? Seriously, before no one takes me seriously.
0: It, it, that's kind of the whole funny thing is like Vince McMahon has a whole big hang up on the word junior because you know it's like he says it makes some people sound you know like a child or whatever. Mm. And, he doesn't like calling Ray Mysterio Jr. Ray Mysterio Jr. It's just Ray Mysterio because of the whole, you know, the his problem with words. So the idea that you're specifically being like, oh, you know, here's Ray's son, Dominic. You know, it's just like, you're doing exactly what it is that you hate. So why?
2: I don't know. It, and, and, and I know it's a very nitpicky thing. It's very small and it doesn't bother me. It's just, I, I, I really, if I was Dominic, I would just be like, you know, can we make me I mean, I'm a I'm a WWE superstar. Can we not make me like a kid, please? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> He's in the
0: middle of wrestling and like Ray sponks at him from his car. Yeah. You mm-hmm. Forgot your lunch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ray brings a baby monitor down to the ring. Uh <laughs> it was uh now it was supposed to be Ray versus Ziggler, mm. with Rude, of course. Um, but after Dolph was making fun of Dominic, kinda like we just did, um, he ended up wrestling Ziggler instead. And Dominic did eke out the win in that match. Nothing really special to really bring about in that match, but uh the only thing I wanted to bring up was that point of you know Make the don't make him seem. I mean, we're going to keep calling him. Don't make him seem like a kid, but we're going to keep calling him a kid, as long as you keep making us think he is. I know he may not look right. like an adult, it may not sound like an adult, but let's at least not bring the attention that he, that he's neither. Right. Yeah, that's. All. I totally
0: agree with that, but you know, they, that's what they like to do. That's what they like to do. So I know,
2: I know, I know, but um. After that, we had the Reginald versus Tamina thing happen. Um, <laughs> what did you think of the new shirt? I actually liked the shirt. It was like a yeah, it's kind of a full shirt, like a picture he had printed somewhere. Like, hey, pro wrestling tease, Print me one of these. Uh, but uh, I, I, to to say something positive about this match, I like Reginald in the women's manager role kind of the kind of the robert stone role i guess you would say Mm -hmm. I, i i like him in it i think he's very good at it but when it comes down to it what a waste of time of a match
0: yeah a little bit i mean it was mercifully short so I mean it's sort of the only kind of compliment that you can pay to it because I kind of looked away for a minute and then when I was coming back, it was already you already had Naya and uh, Shayna jumping to Mina. So it didn't last very long, but
2: Yeah, and I mean, I mean it started at like, you know, forty past the hour, so Right. You know. But you're right, it did end up I mean, and it just ended up with the women brawling anyway. It just it was just a way to make Reginald get thrown around by Tamina, and make Tamina look good, I guess, but waste of my time. Yeah. I mean, maybe
0: he's into that. Maybe this is like, he's being repaid a great de- debt that he is, uh, you know, that WWE owes him. Maybe he did something heroic for them that they're paying him back for.
2: Maybe you never know. You never know. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he asked for all that. Who knows? <laughs> He's paying Vince for the experience. There you go. He's giving Vince a little kickback. But anyway, let's go ahead and get this last little match here. And then we're going to wrap this show up. And I might be able to go get some beer because we're out of vodka.
1: Huh?
2: No, no. no. I got till midnight. Actually, I have till one. So I'm good. Um, But anyway, I'll I'll think about that after we end this show. It was a 10-man tag match. Again, now I will mention all the people. I just didn't want to fucking do it twice. Uh, it was Biggie, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the Street Profits versus Sami Zayn, Apollo Crews, Corbin, Otis, and Chad Gable. I had no interest in this match. I started getting ready for the show and took a shot with the wife.
0: Hmm. The, uh, what I did like about this, I'm not, like I said, I, I liked actually. I like most of SmackDown, but th- this seemed like it definitely went along with the theme because you had before the match you had both sets of teams cutting a very sort of late '80s, early '90s Survivor Series as coked up. Promo mm-hmm. backstage, so I feel like that was definitely a good touch to all that. You had fucking
2: you know, Big E being super hyped
0: and just had it, it was a lot of fun to watch. I, I particularly enjoyed that part of it,
2: yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there was nothing, but of course, Big E is being Big E, but um, we did establish that Otis and Chad Gable are heels in this match, uh. This is not the heel Otis I wanted to see personally. Mm-hmm. This guy could be a bull. And instead, they'd rather use him as a jackass. Yeah, pretty much, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. He. This is, again, this guy could be the fucking just absolute monster. Go out there, wreck people. And then when you need him to... Obviously, he can be a great baby face. we've seen that already, so again, this is a personal thing for me i this isn't really the heel Otis I wanted to see, but it's the one we're getting. So what are you gonna do? uh the match ended where uh, some bald headed dick dude pinned uh, Nakamura to get the win for the heels and uh, the infant
0: return you speak of. Uh, who? The old triumphant return of old King Corbin. He's, he's back and this time he means business. Who? Yeah, what? No, that, that was Jim Neinhardt.
2: Oh! Oh, he used to tug on his beard. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> remind of me of old Tank Abbott. I like Tank Abbott too. Pulled his beard too. <laughs> Dancing with three count. Having a time. <laughs> you just made so, you, you just made Super Sasha Baron Corbin so happy by bringing up his name and even calling him King Corbin which I have a hard time doing um because it's ridiculous stupid and um I don't, just don't like doing it and giving him the just appeasing him like that but uh Baron <laughs> one day Boxman will adore Baron. No I will not, sir. Well, yeah, you
0: never know. Stranger things have happened. But I could I, just I could picture him like, you know, you are on the on the side of the road one day, the flat, and you know, next thing you know, a big old tour bus or I guess a Bugatti stops by Old Baron Corbin himself comes out and fixes your tire for you. I don't know why you wouldn't fix your own tire, but you'll go along with it. Uh,
2: yeah. I, if he stopped and asked me to fix my tire, I would literally tell him to go get fucked and I can do it my goddamn self because I am, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm very capable. You piece of shit, get the fuck away from me. <sighs> <sighs> Anyway, Poor I. If a guy tries to help you out, you
0: pull a gun out of him. <laughs> no,
2: I wouldn't do that, dude. I'd have to be in a real bad spot to pull that bad boy out. Um,
0: Rebel has an interesting theory.
2: Which is. No, he doesn't. Well, he says, quote,
0: I bet he secretly likes him. Um, Maybe that is what it is. Or it's just one of those things where it's like, you know how back in the day, everybody pretended that they didn't like the Backstreet Boys, but then everybody sort of knew at least one or two of their songs. So Baron Corbin's sort of the Backstreet Boys (laughs) of wrestling. I don't know if that's a compliment. I I intend to...
2: Okay, I've never actually heard a whole... uh, The only time I have heard a full Backstreet Boys song is when I was watching the movie... um, the Seth Rogen movie end. Uh, this is the end.
0: Yeah, I've seen that one. That's a good one.
2: That's the only time I have heard a full Backstreet Boys song is at the end of that movie where they're doing the Backstreet Boys uh, song. And I have never heard uh, the full in sync song. Never heard a full one in <laughs> my life. I acted to laugh before
0: you said song. <laughs> there was a pretty big pause between at the end of the movie where they were doing the Backstreet Boys. I was like, that is an interesting way to end a movie. Oh, there was the a full on gangbang bang of the Backstreet Boys.
2: I mean, I've heard it, but I've never actually heard the whole song. I mean, maybe it's been in a restaurant, but I don't pay attention to songs in restaurants. So But um I think that uh that might have been it for uh, throwback font night smart.
0: Yeah, I enjoyed it. It seemed like a lot it seemed like a couple other people here enjoyed it. Um Christopher Kane was saying that they actually told stories that made sense. So that was kind of a rarity for them. Oh. It was actually a surprisingly good show. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. I had fun.
2: Yeah, again, a little a lot of fun. Again, I I was surprised. The only surprise we got was uh Teddy Long. I thought maybe they would bring back a couple other people, but uh Teddy Long, you know, I guess uh that's not a bad one to get right there.
0: No, I mean, he was pretty synonymous with SmackDown and being the general manager for as long as he was. So there you go. I mean, they I guess they could have brought back old Johnny Laurinaitis, but that was more of a raw guy.
2: Oh, he's got the Bella mom to bang. And, um, I mean, look, I wouldn't have mind seeing a, a Boogeyman. Boogeyman was on SmackDown a lot, so. He was. He was. Wouldn't have mind seeing a boogeyman or something like that on there, but uh, a bit of JBL. Yeah, I could deal without seeing JBL.
0: Hey, you know, I got to admit, I'm not a fan of him as a person. You seem like a real piece of shit. <laughs> but I was watching some old. 2003 Smackdown the other day just per coincidence I actually kind of forgot how fun of a stable the cabinet was like they were never meant to be taken super seriously in the first place mm-hmm. but that was at the same time when like Evolution was around and Triple H was winning fucking everything so it was nice to have so almost like a like comedic bizarro version of Evolution
2: uh, and you know JBL put out this tweet this uh, Facebook post it may have been a tweet that went to Facebook but whatever it was a post on social media of him and the Rock, uh, him, the APA, him, Ron Simmons on the rock walking down to the ring. And he's like, I don't remember who we were facing, but I'll bet we kicked their ass. Well, it ended up being like the uh, 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 who was it? Uh, Benoit, Edge and maybe Jericho or something like that. And they ended up winning. Um <laughs> It, they lost the match that he was talking about. Like, a million people were like, no, you didn't win the match. You got your asses kicked. But anyway, um, I'm just I, – I i like the APA. I like the – i JBL is a hard-hitting dude, and, you know, that's, that's all good to me. But um, he got a lot of stories that just really makes me think he's a bullying piece of shit who yeah. – just, I could see him just being the guy in high school that would duct tape the guy's ass together,
0: or you know, just perhaps just hypothetically speaking, you try to you know shove a broomstick up someone's
2: ass. Just theoretically, just
0: yeah. I, I don't. I'm not getting that from any particular.
2: No, just, you know, no. pulling it out of thin air. No, I, I mean, absolutely thin air. That yeah, just, 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 just pulling that story right out, right out, right out your ass, if you will. <laughs> indeed, indeed, sir in yeah they see there you go Kai
0: and tie that's another smackdown thing it ties in perfect
2: absolutely does tie in perfect i could have uh could have done a little bit of that but uh anyway i uh like i was telling smart when we came back from break kind of like this little format of us doing the news first wrapping up on the the one review and um that is it that's all we've got unless you got something else man
0: not really, not really. It's uh, Owen Hart's birthday today and Kevin Owens' birthday today, so happy birthday to them.
2: Oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Pretty I believe good. Owen Hart would have been about 56, I think it was. He would have been in his
0: 50s for sure.
2: Man, talk about a guy that that should still be here. Um, I don't even want to get into it, man. It's such a tragedy. Such a fucking tragedy, and... Some of us fucking saw it on television. So, not the actual thing. But, um, man, you know, real quick. I've always wondered, where are these people? I have never once seen an article, this person that was at that show speaks out, says this, talks about this. Have you ever? is Is it just me or did... or? No one's ever said what happened like that was there.
0: No, the only thing I've ever heard of was like, and this wasn't somebody that went to a show. This was just a person telling a a story that when they found out it had happened, they were a kid. They were like probably 11, 12 or whatever. They had told their mom. Mm. that Owen Hart had passed away and they were all like upset because they said that he did, you know, he died at the paper. Bill. And like, she decided to be like, Oh honey, I don't think what you understand, but this, this isn't real. And like, they got into this intense argument about it. And then it came out on the news, mm. you know, it was all over her, you know, national news and she had to apologize to him and everything. But, um, Wow. Yeah. It is sort of surprising that there isn't more like sort of eyewitness accounts. I can imagine that's got to be a really tragic experience, especially, you know, if you're younger or if you take your kid or whatever to the show. And that's sort of that that's going to be a memory for better or for worse, obviously, for worse, that's going to stick with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I've, I've, I've always just wondered where the where those stories are, the, the, the people that were there. And uh, I don't think I've, I've, I've really ever heard one. Maybe I'm, I missed a couple. but um, And uh, Weebs is saying that uh, Blackman, Steve Blackman, kicked the shit out of JBL. Well, Blackman's a bad motherfucker. And JBL is a bullying pussy. So, my opinion, of course. Um, on that note, Smark, you know what we do. The music is playing, and that means I have to tell you guys to check out the High Cheese Cheeseman Mojo and G-Wiz over there. Where are you are going to find them? Mixer.com. That's Metal Mitt Network. That's right. No stammer, no stutter. Two T's in Mitt. Mixer.com. That's Metal Mitt Network. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday is where you're going to find those guys. And, of course, we got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades over there, the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. Check them out. Apple, Google, anywhere you find good podcasts, subscribe, binge listen. You will be happy like you've never been before. And, of course, the Everything Unscripted Wrestling podcast. Check them out on all the user podcast platforms, blog talk, radio, Eric, Doug, Daniel. Great guys over there worth checking out. And, of course, Stephen Milan, appreciate you sharing the show, sir. Letterboxd, B-O-X-D slash Stephen Milan, two hells in Milan. He's over there reviewing films. Check that out. Show him some love. And of course, you guys know where to find us. Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google TuneIn, Player FM, Anchor, YouTube, anywhere else you find podcasts. Smart.
0: Yes, sir. Mondays, 8.30 on the middle Podcast Network on the Mixler Machine. Be sure to listen to Cheese on Sports with the Cheese Man. And Sundays, 10.30 a.m. on the Metal Med Podcast Network. Be sure to listen to the Mo' Dirk City Machine Guns with Mojo and with Dirk. And last but never least, be sure to check out our friends at Planet on Tour. It's Planet Planet on Tour podcast, Bobby, Anthony, the Papa Dave Sincere and Yuck Nasty. All 16 episodes are available for your listening pleasure. They got story excerpts as well, and you want to be sure to subscribe
2: for Season 2 there you go. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Do it. There Get to go. the chat. All right. On that note, Wednesday night we'll be back. Appreciate everybody listening. Chat room, you guys are always great as usual. Downloaders, you're even just as great. And however you support this show, it is greatly appreciated. Smart. Till Wednesday, sir.
1: Adios. Oh, <laughs>